Hey there, this is Heather Campus, and welcome back to After the Gold Rush, our podcast about Nevada County, its history, and its culture. You can also find us on Instagram now with our new After the Gold Rush podcast Instagram site. Today, we'll be discussing one of Nevada County's most notorious citizens, the Countess Lola Montez. And our guests are three inspiring strong women, Marnie Marshall and Haven Caravelli from the Grass Valley Downtown Association, as well as Ursula Young. Ursula Young is the Grass Valley mural artist whose urban fairy tale images are the trademark of street culture in San Francisco and beyond. They're here to share with us about the Spring and Two Art event happening on April 4th in downtown Grass Valley. It is a rainy morning here in Nevada City, which is actually providing me some relief from both allergies and the impending wildfire season. I'm cuddled up here this morning in front of the wood-burning stove with my sweet labradoodle puppy, Dulcie, watching the clouds as they lower themselves onto the Sierra Nevada buttes. And now let's step back in time to Grass Valley, California, 1852, and learn more about Lola Montez. Lola Montez was hated by Wagner, as well as the chief of police in Warsaw. King Ludwig of Bavaria fell madly in love with her long before her radical politics caused him to lose his crown and to deport her. Born Eliza Gilbert in 1821 in Limerick, Ireland, Lola was Nevada County's most written and talked about mid-19th century resident. She spent her mercurial life claiming to be a Spanish dancer. Lola even strutted around the United States with a bullwhip and was the first woman ever photographed smoking a cigarette. She was punk before punk was a thing. At 20 years old, Liza found herself in an arranged marriage in India. She fled from her 60-year-old businessman husband and found herself in Cadiz, Spain. Now considered a ruined woman, she decided to reinvent herself, and there she studies Spanish culture, dance, and fashion. Within a few months, she returned to Victorian London and introduced herself as Lola Montez, the Spanish dancer. Lola charmed the Earl of Malsbury during a lusty Spanish dance performance. He was so inclined that he booked her dancing debut at Her Majesty's Theatre in London. Her performance was unlike anything the Victorian-era London audience had ever seen. The spider dance became her tour de force. Her head thrown back, her eyes flashing and fluid, burlesque-like abandon. Lola would mime the crushing of spiders that had invaded her undergarments. She did not leave much to the imagination as she often did not wear her bloomers. However, her run at the theater was short-lived as she was ultimately recognized as the Irish Liza Gilbert, and thus a Spanish fraud. 
and was booed off the stage. So off she went to France. In Paris, Lola met the composer Franz Liszt, and with her immense power of seduction, she was able to initiate a very public affair that would in the end deeply affect his music compositions and his personal life. His infatuation with her even caused him to write flowering letters of recommendation that opened the doors for her in performing venues throughout Europe. In Paris, she also won the confidence and the affections of novelist Alexandre Dumas, who wrote The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. Alexander had a unique status among the Parisian high society, and he went on to introduce Lola to Alex Dujaret, who was a wealthy Paris journalist. He ran France's most widely read newspaper, La Presse. He fell in love with her, but it did not end well for Dujaret. When one Parisian art patron criticized Lola's lusty dancing routine, Alex challenged the man to a pistol duel and was shot and killed. He died in Lola's arms. Lola then moved on to Munich, where she captured the heart of the Bavarian king, King Ludwig I. The 61-year-old king was said to have become truly bewitched by the 21-year-old dancer. Lola became his royal mistress, and the monarch lavished her in jewels, a pension, and even a small palace. Ludwig then went on to crown her the Countess of Lansfeld. Over time, Lola did little to ingratiate herself to the king's subjects. Lola was discourteous to the queen and flaunted her questionable morals. When Lola began meddling her liberal political ideas, picked up from her bohemian friends back in Paris, into the Bavarian politics, it became too much for the locals. The elites distrusted her radical notions. There were riots replete with arson and physical violence. The Lord of Bavaria demanded she leave the country. King Ludwig protested, claiming, I would rather lose my crown. He got his wish. King Ludwig was forced to abdicate, giving up his crown, and Lola was forced out of the country. Now, in 1852, Lola fled to the United States with her small Bavarian fortune and her Bavarian title. Eventually, she landed in Nevada County. She came to the gold mining camps to provide a little culture to their standard fare of entertainment. It could also be argued that she was drawn here in hopes of attracting a wealthy, gold, entrepreneurial husband. Her home in Grass Valley was at the northwest corner of Walsh and Mill Street. It was the only home that she ever owned, and it was a few houses down the street from Lotta Crabtree. Tree. 
Lola proved herself very skilled at gathering wealthy investors together to support the lagging quartz gold industry and the empire mine during the lean years. As a result of her efforts, the mining industry in the Grass Valley area continued to prosper for over 100 years. Lola married her third husband, Patrick Hull, not a gold miner, but a newspaper man in Grass Valley. They purchased the home on Mill Street in 1853 and lived there for two years. Her acquired fortune and titles caused quite a doting Grass Valley public to adore having such royalty living among them. Within a few years, Lola and her husband left on what ended up being her last dancing tour. They went to Australia and then New York. She lived the last years of her life like a modern-day beauty influencer, writing well-received books on both toilet habits and grooming. Her audience, which had always been primarily male, became primarily female. Lola dies young, at 39. Her death was tragic and a sad ending to a life of extraordinary dimension. Lola mesmerized her audience on stage as a hot-blooded dancer, but behind the curtain she was also a political force who mingled with European monarchs, artists, and intellectuals. Lola Montez will be remembered as a breathtakingly beautiful and courageous Nevada County resident who also had a tigress persona. She was an example of intelligence and daring and a forceful will that challenged the constricted roles allowed to the women in the Victorian age. In Lola's own words from the book titled The Arts of Beauty, written in 1858, Lola says, To all men and women of every land who are not afraid of themselves, who trust so much in their own souls that they dare to stand up in the might of their own individuality to meet the today currents of the world. Well, I am so excited to share with everyone that we have some powerhouse women in the studio today. I want to go ahead and welcome Ursula Young, Marnie Marshall, and Haven Caravelli. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. We're so excited to have you in today. And you're um, specifically coming in to share a little bit about a mural that is going to be being placed in Grass Valley by by our beautiful Ursula here. And Ursula, can you please share with us who is your mural going to be of? It's about Lola Montez. So would you like to tell us a little bit about you as an artist and what brought you to our community? Yes, absolutely. Um, So my name is Ursula Young and I moved up here um, to Grass Valley about 12 years ago. I'm originally from England and sort of traveled all over and um, came up from San Francisco. The first time actually I discovered this area, we, we used to come up camping to the Yuba River. I didn't even actually realize that 
uh, Grass Valley and Nevada City existed. So for years, we'd just come to the river and um, we, we loved it. And it definitely drew us to the area. And then we ended up moving here. We had a daughter since living okay. here and wow. uh, raising, <laughs> raising her here too. So yeah, I've uh, since living here, have grown to just really love the place and the, and the people who live here and just have this real appreciation for for our community. And I think that Lola Montez, the reason I, I picked her um, to, to paint this mural of, a, a lot of it, she, her, her story really spoke to me, I think, because, uh, I mean, partly, you know, she is this, this, she had this incredibly colorful and interesting life. So I really got drawn to, I, I really felt that um, I feel that that painting her is I, I think that she's she envelops so much about what this town is about in yeah. a lot of ways and I think that she speaks to many people many women's stories but many people's stories I think it's 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 the, it's become this this place that's really this kind of magical place that that has drawn people um, yeah. for such a long time you know I think uh, it's, I would it's agree, drawn, yeah. drawn artists and creative and and, and and international people for a long time um, and I think that you know I think that's something that's inspiring and and and, sp- and for me I felt like it was a story I could t- I, or I hope <laughs> a story I can tell yeah um, because you know because I'm I'm from from the UK and I've landed here in this place to kind right. of put my roots down and in a way that you know she she did the same thing and we actually had lived in lots of the same cities she lived in San Francisco she spent some time in Bath in England my family's some of my family's from Bath um so you know I think that's that's a lot of people's stories who got here and and I think you know just her flamboyance and her her persona you know she's such an icon and I think that that's something that I, you know, I, I, I'll have fun painting. <laughs> you know, what was so interesting to me also was I've spoken with a few, a few members of our community who I know as well have lived in this area for a long time, strong women. And when I started mentioning Lola Montez and her history, there's, there's a lot of, there's a gap in the knowledge base of, of a lot of our community on who she was and what she did and what she brought to women of that Victorian era mm-hmm. where women's role in, in their lives was very limited in a very, I mean, this was an extremely male-dominated mm-hmm. community. Yes. And the fact that she exercised that in herself, both owning her own sensuality mm-hmm. and her, um, oh, she was extremely intelligent, mm-hmm. her awareness of the politics. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is something, that is the thing about her, right? It's not just that she was this, you know, this famous dancer, but that she has this this really interesting story in that she was really a self-made woman in a lot of ways. Yeah. She really like was doing something different than what women were doing at that time in right. terms of how much travel she was doing in terms of, be, you know, being so self-made. And even though she married lots of famous men, it's really her story right. that in some ways that they're, they're secondary right. to, which I think is interesting yeah. because uh, women of that time, I think even, you know, in the gold rush era, when you, when you kind of research women, there's definitely some interesting characters, uh, but, but I do find a lot of the time it was sort of, they're, they're, it's, they're still talked of as the wife of somebody or right. they were the, you know, they, they're still, it's still their relation to, yeah. to the man in their life. And well, they didn't her, own their, they didn't own their story. Right. Yeah. In and a lot they, of ways. And I think that, you know, she was coming into Grass Valley at a time when, you know, there were, I think the population at that time was about 2000 of which only 300 were women. Right. So of those women, you know, w- w- th- those stories were not what she was telling. She, she so she, she didn't fit with any of, of, 
of that in that place. Yeah. She was telling a new story. She was yeah. she really like came in and and did something completely different. And I think it was it was an inspiration for then what ha- you know what happened Absolutely. after her too. Yeah. So, um, not just in Grass Valley, obviously all around the world. I think yeah. you know her. Um, she then went on and, and lectured and did other things as well. Um, but you know, I just think that her, her persona is something that you know, is an, is an exciting one and, and something Absolutely. we still need to celebrate. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you for bringing mm-hmm. her more to not only my attention, but I think for a generation of women in Nevada County that, and men yeah. that need to um, both celebrate and honor what, what she's given to our culture here mm-hmm. that I believe is alive and well here today. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. And yeah. it's also thanks to Haven, you know, she, she, Haven's a dancer and, you know, I think it was also her encouragement to, for me to paint, you know, I, I, I do paint a lot of women and she had sort of suggested, yeah. oh, you know, like, we should do, you should do Lola, you know, yeah. so we kind of researched that together. And, you know, I think that it was, it was her encouragement to, like, okay. to really make, um, make yeah. this be about her too. Yeah. So. Well, Haven, I'd like to hear from you then. Let's find out um, what your hand was in getting this amazing mural approved and ready to roll out. Yeah, of course. So um, when I first did my first mural, I had no idea what I was getting into at all. Um, I stepped into a total disaster, basically, with a lot of learning curves, scraped my knees up and my elbows and got real clean on what that looked like. And I got to actually help the city create what they have as a policy for public art. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) So the first step is you go through historical commission and they give you either if it's in the historical district, they'll give you a recommendation. If okay. it's not if it's not in the historical district, I'm sorry, they will give you a recommendation. If it's in the historical district, they will kind of move and kind of manipulate it the way that they think it needs to stay historical. Okay. Then from there, if they approve it, then you'll go to the DRC, which is like your architect, your engineer for the city, and they basically kind of just sure, okay, because they see very they don't see color, they see black and white, right? They're very much the 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 rule follower, if you will. Right. <laughs> then from there, I, they take those two recommendations, and I go in front of planning commission. Okay. Um, and at that point, that's when public comment can public comment can be made at any time. But that's when the most of public comment starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can't come to some sort of agreement there, then I would get pushed to city council. Okay. And city council is kind of the final. And in between that process, somebody can appeal a mural if they want to, and we would step into a meeting with the city manager, the mayor. Um, and some other collective like-minded people. Wow. So how long does that process take? Um, it can take about two months. Okay. It just depends. So how long ago did you and Ursula start moving forward on this project? <laughs> we started talking about this process about two years ago, but what I learned very quickly, um, I've done, this is my fourth mural that I've done right? Um, and helped go through the process that I thought I could take on two at a time. And I learned very quickly that I can only take on one at a time. And then I have sense. to take a couple months sabbatical because it is grueling. You know, you go yeah. on Facebook, face, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you have the newspaper, all sorts of people are throwing daggers at you all along the way but then once it's up they all love it and don't get me wrong people love the mural process and the murals going along too but it's a very very heart-wrenching in some ways process well and I'm super sensitive about protecting my artists and their art because I think that what they do is fantastic that's why partnering with all of them I end up falling madly in love with all of them right and getting them through the process and then when people start to belittle them I get super sensitive like they're my child and I'm gonna go right kick somebody's booty but for the most part do you feel like the population of Nevada County is supportive of your artists and there's like a vocal minority that maybe has it's a probably a 50 50 you're really? only, yeah you're only going to get That's half yeah half and half huh 
Mm-hmm. Well, you can't win everybody. No. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, for one, feel that what you have done to the greater Grass Valley area has been extremely beneficial in re-enlivening our arts community. Yeah. So I thank you thank for what you. <laughs> you've done to provide that opportunity for future generations as well as present community. Well, and that's where it all started from, you know? Yeah. It's like, how do I leave an impact for my kids to see if something Absolutely. that their mom has done to help make something grow and be nice. bigger and better than yourself? Yeah. What's been the economic impact on um, Grass Valley with these murals? Yeah, there was actually something that was presented at the state level. Um, I received it from an attorney, and they showed Grass Valley as a um, pop-up for what public art has done for the greater Grass Valley um, economically. Oh, my gosh. Before and after public art started to become very much in the presence. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see and, yeah. and to be a part, to, to learn that all of these public art is not just pretty, right? Right. It doesn't just take a cinder block wall and make it gorgeous, right. but it also does something for our economy. And yeah. downtown Grass Valley, there's a huge collective group of people working really hard to relight that fire yeah. and make it a place, a destination place to yeah. people want to retire to or move to. I'm meeting more and more young couples that are moving up here. Yeah. And I love it. I yeah. love it. And we have a huge demographic. There's... What is it? I think it's 5% of our artist collective in the Nevada County area are million-dollar artists. Wow. Why are we not grabbing onto that more right. and celebrating that? Yeah. Good point. Right? Let's do it. <laughs> I plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Haven, thank you so much for coming in today to After the Gold Rush and sharing with us about your process. And I know, Marnie, you have some information to share about an event that's being hosted on April 4th around all of this. Would you like to share a little bit about that with us? Sure. So this event in April, the mural painting in the park event on Saturday, April 4th, is just one event in a month-long arts campaign to highlight all the arts events that are happening in Nevada County. There's Sierra Poetry Festival, Photography Month, there's National Dance Week. Wow. There's a lot of events. So when you go to NevadaCountyArts.org, you'll see all of the events that are happening in Grass Valley and Nevada City. It's just a small start and it's something that will grow to sort of mirror what they have in Reno, which is Reno is art town. And it started small and it grew. So that's what we're doing. We're planting a seed in our beautiful California cultural district. So Grass Valley and Nevada City are two cities that are rural cities that qualify as a California cultural district, which is a really big honor. So you can go to that website, NevadaCountyArts.org, look at the cultural district map and look at all the events that are happening But this painting in the park is centered around Ursula painting her mural and making it an interactive day for the public to engage with the process and the arts and the dancers and the musicians and the DJ that is going to be a part of it, making it a really fun day to watch this mural being finished. And we'll have arts activities for people. They can do a painting on a mini mural inside the park. And we'll have everything on the Facebook event Posted as for times that there's performances, but there'll be young performers, there'll be flamenco performers, there'll be Grass Valley Charter School and Nevada City School of the Arts performers, so a wide range of activities and ages. And the whole event happens on Saturday, April 4th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So that is at the Grass Valley Downtown Association Little Park. We call it the Elizabeth Daniels Park. 
Okay. At 125 Neal Street. So it's really easy to find once you walk up Neal Street. You look across wow. the street and you see the Del Oro Theater and the mural on the backside of that. So we'll How take fun. pictures and post it in the event. Maybe yeah. we'll even do a time lapse. That could be really fun. That would be fun. Yeah. And I'm seeing something on your flyer here, the Lola Montez presentation by ba- Bali Cloutman. Yes. I want Ursula to speak about that because this okay. is her daughter's oh idea. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Bali Cloutman is my daughter. She'll be uh, – she's just turning nine, and she um, she is – hoping to do a little, well, she will be doing a little presentation. This was her idea about Lola Montez, just a very short wow. one, just um, because, like like you said earlier, it's amazing how many people really don't know who she was yeah. or don't know much about her. Yeah. Um, so just to put it into a, sort of a, a five-minute presentation, a little bit coming from the from the voice of a nine-year-old might be a, a nice way of presenting wow. Lola to Grass Valley. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah. That's she amazing. So inspired. It's awesome. That's great. Wow, well, you guys, this sounds like a really fun day. There's a Facebook event page, which we'll be updating with more information. We do have flyers out right now, but as we're getting more and more things coming in, we'll be adding to the page, and including the times of performances and things like that. Wonderful. Wow, this is going to be great. And we'll post it on downtowngrassvalley.com as well. So okay. there'll be several places to go and find out what's happening in the yeah. county and the town so that you can make a whole day of it or a whole weekend. We're a whole week. Very cool. Well, gosh, thank you so much, you guys, for coming in today and sharing on After the Gold Rush about your (laughs) wonderful event. And and we are just so inspired and really look forward to seeing this mural and uh, celebrating all that you guys have brought to our community. So thank you, all you strong women (laughs) coming in here. And so here is my last question for you. If you had one wish for how you would want the future of arts in Nevada County to look like or feel like, what would it be? I want to see more kids' public art. I want to see that the art starts to stimulate a lot of conversations. I want to see that art helps to bring more people together collectively as a group and not be so much of art being subject to each person's opinion, but how it can create community events. Yeah. Beautiful. And I guess I could add to that in just saying that um, we're, we're such a, a town or a few t- couple of towns full of artists. We have so many different types of art, so many different t- kinds of artists, so many different ages, so many different in, you know international artists. Um, and so many of them are working away in their studios and are not really sh- necessarily even showing in the towns. So what you see in the towns isn't necessarily... Is, is actually just a very small portion of what is here. Yeah. And so I guess my wish a little bit for the, for the for the towns is to be able to see more of it, to be able to see everything, all yeah. of it. And the more art we have, the more we're kind of, um, we, we sort of share and, and um, celebrate all our artists mm-hmm. in our community in all their different forms. Yeah. I think the more exciting, you know, the, the more we can show that, it just... It just highlights what an amazing place it is. And it really is a wonderful place to live because I think so much because of the creative people who've been living here over the years. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us today. And um, I look forward to seeing how Nevada County is shaped and changes with what you've brought to the table. So thank you. Thanks for doing what you do. Thanks so much for having us. Yes. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to After the Gold Rush this week. If you have any questions or would like to contribute to future episodes of After the Gold Rush, you can reach me, Heather Campus, at gmail.com.
if you could also please like and follow us at Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please join us next time as we learn about naturalist John Olmsted and the Independence Trail. Until next time, this is Heather Campus.